Welcome to the Institute for Person-Centered Care podcast, where the principles of person-centered care come alive. We are here to bring you these podcasts in collaboration with KALA-FM. In today's podcast, we're excited to share how St. Ambrose has embraced person-centered practices to develop our future health and human service professionals. This week's podcast host is Ann Garten. Ann is the director of the Institute for Person-Centered Care and nursing faculty at St. Ambrose University. Welcome to the IPCC podcast, brought to you by the Institute for Person-Centered Care in collaboration with KALA-FM. I am Ann Garten, Director of the Institute for Person-Centered Care here at St. Ambrose University, and will be your host for today's podcast. Today I'd like to introduce to our listeners some of our St. Ambrose students from the College of Health and Human Services. Our plan today is to share how PCC is built into our culture and programs here at SAU. Hello and welcome. I think in the interest of time, I'll have each of you introduce and tell a little bit about yourself. Natalie Calvert, how about we start with you? Well, hello. I'm Natalie Calvert, um, but I also go by Nat. Um, this is my fourth year at St. Ambrose University, and I'm currently in the level three of the nursing program here. Something else about myself is that I plan to graduate in May, and I'm very excited about that. Excellent. Thanks for coming. Betsy Udick, you want to join us and let us know a little bit about yourself? Yeah, my name is Betsy Utek, and I'm a Master of Social Work student. I'm a full, in the full-time program, so this is my second year, and I will graduate in May. My field placement is at Transitions Mental Health Services this year. Thank you for joining us. Elizabeth, otherwise known as Busy, Braun. Hi, everybody. I am a third-year occupational therapy student at St. Ambrose, and I'll be graduating in May with my doctorate. Thanks for joining us, Busy. And last, Natalie Kaprowitz. Hi, everyone. I'm Natalie. I am a nursing major in my um, level three. I'll be graduating in May as well. I also have a psychology minor, and I'm currently um, interning with Tapestry Farm, so I do a little bit of work with refugee families here in the Quad Cities area. Excellent. Thank you each for joining us today. I think in the start of this conversation, it's important that we talk about the university's mission and vision and how it speaks to person-centered care. Betsy, I wonder if you could share a little bit with our listeners of what you know of the mission and vision related to that. Yes, well, the St. Ambrose community includes students of various religious, ethnic, cultural, and socioeconomic backgrounds. It is an independent Catholic university, and the mission of St. Ambrose is to develop their students in a very holistic way. So that would mean intellectually, spiritually, ethically, and socially. And their aim is to enrich their students' lives in order for the students to go out, leave college, and enrich the lives of others. Some of the values of St. Ambrose are their academic excellence, their commitment to the liberal arts, social justice, and community service. One thing that I think is really neat about St. Ambrose is that when they talk about changing the world, they don't have this idea of someday you're going to do this, but they really have a value of acting and transforming the world today while you still are a student. And so, for example, every year they have more than 150,000 hours that the students volunteer per year. So I think that's something that's very unique and valuable about the St. Ambrose mission and vision. 
Nat, I think you're doing a little bit of work at the food pantry that uh, pulls that in. Am I correct? Can you share a little bit about that? Yes. So at the food pantry, what I had an experience with was we would pack up meals into boxes and make boxes and have non-perishable meals in those boxes. And then lines of cars would come in and we'd say hello to the people, social distancing, of course, and then um, put those meals into the backs of cars. And then they would have meals for probably like a week or two, depending on how they, they ate it or whatever. But um, that was a really awesome part. And I think it really helped the St. Ambrose mission because we were getting service from ourselves, but we were also helping to enrich the lives of others by helping give them meals and helping the less fortunate. And it was a very good experience there. And Natalie, I believe you're involved or your peers are involved in faculty meetings. We want to talk a little bit about how it's on that upstream and downstream piece related to the mission. Yeah, so I really like how um, Betsy mentioned, you know, like the St. Ambrose encourages us as students to act today. You know, we don't have to wait until we have that degree to go out and change the world. And a great way that um, the nursing program allows the students to have that voice and to be that change is um, they have faculty meetings where they allow student representatives from each cohort to come in and um, sit in and talk about any issues or um, ideas, new ways to improve and change the program and how that will better help the students individually and as a group. Um, you know, to meet those goals. And so getting to have that voice even as a student um, is really important. And, you know, it's always great to have a different perspective for, as a faculty member to get to hear from someone who's actually going through those motions currently and to see how that can impact our, the future of us as nurses or other healthcare workers, just human beings in general. So, Busy, you've seen this both through your undergrad and your grad. Can you speak a little bit about how that mission and vision is seen Yes. So as Betsy was kind of talking about with us having a very strong interdisciplinary aspect and really looking at that general education through an undergrad perspective, um, being a liberal arts university, St. Ambrose really pushes their students to be um, adept in a lot of different types of knowledge. You know, we want to make sure that students aren't just studying to become good nurses, that they are understanding politics in the world around them and the way that humans interact with each other and how we can communicate better through a variety of disciplines. And so that really solid undergraduate experience that I received and that I think some of my cohorts here on the podcast today would agree with that they received at St. Ambrose has really built into that doctoral experience that I'm going through right now as a graduate student that can prepare me to be focusing on a more specific profession and how I can bring all of those skills I learned through our liberal arts education at St. Ambrose to the table to be the best occupational therapist I can be and really focus in on that person-centered lens. Thank you all. So I wonder, Nat, if you could share a little bit with our listeners about how you see that trickle down to specific activities that have happened on campus or through your education as well. Yes. So, um, Another part that I'd like to mention about the St. Ambrose mission is that um, St. Ambrose professors work to provide students with abundance of different resources. And I think that the professors here have done an amazing job at that. Um, I know given that the class sizes only have like 25 people arranging around in them, the professors really use different forms of media 
to help students that learn diff- in different ways to learn the material based on the um, class that they're in. So I thought professors were very pa- patient-centered with that. And also with my experience, um, professors have been very understanding of other students who are going through like hard times. I know in my experience, I had a death in the family that caused me to have to like kind of reschedule my schedule. And the professors were very person-centered for me because they went above and beyond expectations to make sure that I was feeling okay and I was caught up in everything. And then um, I think school-wide St. Ambrose is very person-centered because all freshmen that attend St. Ambrose need to go through a class called New Student Seminar. And this class just helps to, like, orient the student from moving from high school into college, which is a big change, obviously. And then just helps them to get to know other people, get to know the university a little bit better, maybe start bonding with professors. So I thought that was very nice. And then um, a part of the mission, like Betsy said earlier, was to enrich the lives of others. And I thought that St. Ambrose did a really good job at this because we have the organization called Dance Marathon. And that um, works to provide um, donations and raise money for pediatric care. And last year, actually, at St. Ambrose, we raised $251,084, which is a crazy amount of money to be giving back to pediatric care. And then um, another organization I'd like to talk about is Nursing Christian Fellowship, and that um, is a club on campus that allows students who are nurses or just in the medical field in general um, come and talk about how they can bring their faith into practice, which I think is very person-centered, too. Indeed. Spirituality. We did a podcast just on that concept alone. So you are correct. Betsy, I wonder if you would um, share a little bit as someone who's already a member of profession that defines person-centeredness, your social worker, right? So how do you feel your graduate work has further developed those competencies as you as you grow through this process? Yeah, well, I think like you already touched on, to be a social worker is to provide person-centered care. Um, person-centered care is congruent with the core values of our profession. So the social work core values are outlined in our code of ethics, and they include service, social justice, dignity and worth of the person, the importance of human relationships, integrity and competence. So for example, regarding our core value of dignity and worth of the person, This means that we respect our clients while being mindful of any individual differences, including cultural and ethnic diversity. We respect our clients' right to self-determination, which I think is very important and a cornerstone of person-centered care. We aim to empower and enhance our clients' capacity to change and address their own needs. So, for example, in my first semester, I took a class called Generalist Practice One, It was in this course that I first learned about the social work values and purpose. I learned how to have respectful interactions with others that affirmed their sense of dignity and worth. And I learned how to collaborate with clients and to empower them to participate in all aspects of decisions that affect their lives. I became more aware of how a client's entire environment impacts them. And then finally, this class introduced me to the empowerment method which focuses on competence rather than deficits in individual or social functioning. So the empowerment method seeks to address challenges at all levels, which would include an interprofessional approach, which is consistent with person-centered care. And as a social worker, not only do I collaborate 
with my client, but I need to utilize the necessary resources in order to support the client's goals as much as possible. And I would say also, I, with my field placement at Transitions Mental Health Services, that has just been a wonderful opportunity for me to see these social work values, which are innately person-centered. I've been able to see them play out in a very wonderful, um, almost idealistic way. They just do such a fabulous job of working out these social work values. So for example, they really understand that all of the clients are unique and they design specific recovery plans for each of the individuals served. So it's a very personal, responsive, and respectful approach. And um, so I just had a wonderful experience learning about how social work is person-centered care and how, you know, social workers can work in a variety of fields. And so I'm very excited, you know, upon graduation to bring this, you know, person-centered mindset into whatever field I would work in within social, the social work profession. Thanks. And Natalie, I think I'm going to pull you in here because what she's speaking to, nursing does as well. And, and your internship has had a lot of this richness. If you want to share a little bit about that and how you see that has um, gained your own competencies in that, in that experience. Yeah. So um, even though my internship isn't necessarily a nursing internship per se, it's really given me a lot of good insight as to how I can use what I learned in my internship and going forward as a nurse and um, just as another fellow you know, citizen here. And so I work with um, these families that are refugees here to the United States. I, a lot of them come from the Republic of Congo. And so um, I get to help these families in a multitude of ways. Um, I just think it's important knowing that it's not a one-size-fits-all method um, when working with these families. Some People are um, better off in some areas where others are not, you know. And so um, something I've been really fortunate to be able to help with is WIC shopping. So for those who are unfamiliar, WIC is Women, Infants, and Children, and it's a benefits program um, that is given to families who could use the extra um, help with food, formula, um, things like that. And so um, it can be really tricky to navigate, and especially if you don't speak our native language or if you may not have the proper, um, you know, or the the more the higher literacy rate that may be needed to kind of understand those deeper materials. Um, so basically, you know, I help take those families and you know walk them through those grocery stores, kind of being that extra person there for them to lean on and kind of help them navigate their way until they're going to be able to do that for themselves. Um, and that really reminds me a lot of um, you know when one of my first classes as a nurse that we had to talk about the different nursing theorists and Virginia Henderson, you know, something that really always stuck with me is that nurses are there to help someone do what they can't do until they can finally do that for themselves. And so, you know, you're not necessarily just doing it for that person, but you're kind of that crutch. You're helping them to be able to get back onto their own feet. And I really um, appreciate being able to be that person for these individuals um, coming from such different backgrounds though it may not always be the easiest to communicate, we find ways. Um, it's taught me that nonverbals are so important. Um, even if it's a smile under a mask, you know, they can still see that. And um, knowing that you're there for those individuals and you're there to help them through their experience is just going to make it even better for everyone involved in that situation. Um, some other things I've been really blessed to help them with are 
going to appointments or getting new IDs. You know, anytime going to the DMV is never fun, especially when you're really out of your comfort zone, you know, and you don't know exactly what all the paperwork you need or the proper questions to ask. So getting to be with them um, during those things, um, those experiences is really amazing to go through with them. Thanks, Natalie. And I'm going to say that is nursing, right? So when you're talking about population health and community health, and even when we're working in, in a uh, acute care or a primary care facility, we have to understand those aspects to uh, in, in improve the outcomes for those we, we take care of. Busy, I think I'm going to have you pull in a little bit because we do an interprofessional day here at um, St. Ambrose, and that is truly about being person-centered. you want to share a little bit about that? Yes, definitely. So a big part of being person-centered is that interdisciplinary communication and collaboration. Um, so obviously we can't really help a person if we're only working by ourselves. We need that team aspect, and St. Ambrose really fosters that community amongst different professions as we're learning as students. So we have an interprofessional day on which all different disciplines get together, occupational therapy, physical therapy, nursing, the um, physician's assistants, and I think social work as well. Um, I think that's everyone. And education and speech, I believe, are there as well. Thank you. Yes, speech and education as well. Uh, Don't want to leave anyone out. So we all get together and we're given scenarios of different case studies, which we as a team get to work together and problem solve how we would address those situations. And so really what this is doing for us as future professionals is building those communication skills and learning to take advantage and use each other to support our own work. Um, Because we're really not going to get anywhere if we're just repeating the same questions or the same type of interventions that we're providing to an individual when we could work together and achieve so much more. Indeed. I think it pulls in that interprofessional communication. It pulls in what each of our roles are, but also knowing how we can uh, interact as well as inter inter, um, or overlap a little bit on some of those. Would you agree? I agree. Yes. And so that interprofessional day is just one great example of an opportunity that we're provided as students. There's also an interprofessional clinic that we provide with different therapies, working with community members to assist them um, in whatever their needs are. If they're not able to receive services through a hospital system or the like, they can have student interventions, which is a neat opportunity for them, as well as different um, seminars or presentations we've given on for community members, such as an ALS clinic at Jim's Place, which is our assistive technology house, um, and other different interventions like that. Excellent. You know, part of what I'm seeing is it's built from the top down and the bottom up, right? And and what a great way to truly create that experience for us all to be person-centered so that way it's it's part of our culture. As the director, I actually get to also... uh, oversee or mentor students who are working on their master's or doctorate level and busy you and I get to play in the sandbox as I say a little bit next semester do you want to share a little bit about what your doctoral focus is going to be on yes so I will be completing my final component of my occupational therapy program which is a capstone rotation through the institute with Anne as my mentor Um, and I'm very excited about it but it's going to be focusing all on person-centered care 
and just how that really interacts with occupational therapy. And so throughout the course of the last year or two, I've been able to conduct some research on occupational therapy and how person-centered care is really interacting with that. And we found out that um, both OTs and clients really want to be person-centered. They have that desire and knowledge of how important it is. But OTs are being limited in their ability to really impart person-centered care to their clients due to different systemic factors such as time, productivity rates, cost, funding. And then there also seems to be sort of this lack of self-efficacy where, you know, maybe OTs don't think that all of these components to be person-centered are necessarily in their wheelhouse. And so what I've been working on as a doctoral project is really creating those tools and a toolkit for occupational therapists to really develop those skills and hone in on the areas that they might be lacking personally. And so I've been working on this toolkit over the summer to create, um, based on the plain tree model for person-centered care, which has 10 different components to build person-centered care, different resources and further education for occupational therapists in that area. And so when I'm working with the Institute and Anne in the spring, what we'll be doing is looking at how person-centered care can be implemented in, at St. Ambrose University in particular. And so we're very excited that the College of Health and Human Services is going to be um, receiving a certification in Plain Tree for person-centered care as part of a pilot program for universities being certified as person-centered. And so I'll have the opportunity to sort of assist with that program development and how we can create competencies within our health and human services profession. Indeed. So we're really excited. Uh, the College of Health and Human Services are working with four other universities across the U.S. and Canada and Plaintree International to create the competencies for higher ed. So we're really excited to be a part of that project. I want to thank each and every one of you. If I was a college student, I think I'd want to go to St. Ambrose. <laughs> and I do enjoy it as a faculty member and as a leader in this organization because it is part of our culture. And of course, as every organization has, we have some growth to do in some areas, right? But we, we're, we're working towards that. We are working towards uh, being more diverse. We're working towards including uh, staff, faculty, students in decision-making when it comes to strategic planning and things of that nature. So I think we have it, uh, as I said earlier, from the bottom up and the top down. And, and that's really excited to be a part of that. I want to take a moment. Thank you, each one of you. And I wish you the best in the rest of your semester because it's coming to a close here shortly. And, uh, and we'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to the Institute for Person-Centered Care podcast, brought to you by St. Ambrose University's Institute for Person-Centered Care and KALA-FM. Tune in to our next month's podcast, where we will learn more about person-centered approaches that the veteran affairs use in serving our communities. You can learn more about the Institute for Person-Centered Care by connecting with us on Facebook and Twitter.